The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Sounds of the Heart with Sandy Goldstone. When we heed the call and say yes to live from the truth of our hearts, we accept the invitation to deeply relax, trust, and let go of fear, control, struggle, suffering, and separation. Now, here is your host, Sandy Goldstone. Hello, lovelies. Welcome to this week's episode of Sounds of the Heart. As your host, I am delighted to have your beautiful presence and heart's vibration join with mine. As we listen, share and explore in this hour together, I invite all of us to join together as one conscious global heart as we take a deep breath in and relax out with a sound. To gently ground our being in calm stillness, meeting ourselves in love, as love, what we always are now. Oh, it's so wonderful to feel our hearts become part of the one unified field of love through the breath. Thank you for joining me again today. Last week was pretty intense with the eclipse So um, lots of things have come up for us. So I just thought we'd just tune into our heart space and we'll just send out in that vibrational frequency of love and light to every place and space within us and with outside of us that has felt raw or bruised or uncertain or fearful or worried. And um, we're just going to close our eyes and deeply tune into that space and place of our hearts, vibration and frequency of love and light. And we're just going to send that out in a 360 degree radius. Out, 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 out. Into every area of our being, out of our body, out into our homes, to our loved ones, to all living beings, to all the animals, out into the oceans, out to our beloved Mother Earth, and out into all the universes. And then we're going to see that light pouring back in to every part of our being. So that we become one unified field of love and light in this moment now. And we rest and relax 
and let go into that place and space of being all that we are in this moment now as part of that one unified love consciousness. Breathing in and out. We relax and let go into the love that we are and is within and around us at all times now. And it gives me great joy and delight to introduce our beautiful guest, Michelle Lopp, today. And I'm just going to share with you Michelle's bio. Wudao was developed in 2001 by Michelle Lopp, a West Australian ballerina and natural medicine therapist. After a back injury ended her dancing career, Michelle embarked on a journey of self-discovery and healing. She studied shiatsu and oriental medicine and founded the Shiatsu School of Western Australia. In 2000, after her second daughter Isabel became seriously ill and was later diagnosed with Rett syndrome, Michelle began her search into how to use dance for healing. In 2001, Wu was born and Michelle began teaching her innovative method of dance, healing, across Australia. Rudell classes, workshops and teacher trainings are held throughout Australia and in other countries, including Indonesia, New Zealand, the United States of America, United Kingdom, Scotland, Germany, Croatia and Japan. Michelle has a diploma in PA dance Diploma of Shiatsu, Diploma of Shamanic Studies, Mass Therapy, Cert Chinese Herbs, and a BA in Nursing. Welcome, beloved Michelle, to Sounds of the Heart. It's so wonderful to have you here and join with us all today. Oh, good morning, Sandy. It's wonderful to be here with you, and thank you for that beautiful meditation. It was absolutely gorgeous, and I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. So... You've had kind of a really interesting um, dance with life and your soul's evolution. It appears that it's <clears throat> it's been a big test in, in attachment and letting go. And um, as we all get invited by life to kind of expand and go in and to be still and know so we can further expand and contract, expand and contract, <clears throat> Sorry about that. My voice is still a bit funny from the bronchitis. Um, so how did your time of being a ballet dancer put you in touch with the joy of being in your body and show you the benefits of dance for our health and well-being? Well, that's a long story really because I've been dancing all my life. Probably started, you know, when I was quite young, about, you know, seven or eight and from the moment I started to dance in terms of going to a, my first ballet class, I absolutely loved it. So it was just the one thing that worked for me in terms of giving me a creative, a way to express myself. And I absolutely loved music. And I remember, you know, being a really young thing, just 
putting any music on that mum had, and we used to have a record player then, you know, it was all these classical pieces, Chopin or um, Tchaikovsky. I just put it on and I would dance around the house in absolute joy. I mean, I really was ridiculously attached to dancing. <laughs> and um, that continued on and, you know, it was the one thing I had in my life that I truly, absolutely was was passionate about and it was the feeling of it in my body that I I just felt myself. I, I felt myself when I was dancing. Yeah, I can I can relate to that. I did that kind of throughout my teenage years. I would um, as a way to kind of release, you know, all those intense emotions that you feel in your teenage mm. years. And I would just put on classical music like you were saying and I would just yes. dance around the house because it put me in touch with a place of being that felt free and unencumbered and where that kind of um, agitation of the mind kind of dissipated and became quiet and still. So, um, yeah, it just put me in that place of fluidity and that surrender um, that could be felt within the being of um, that. So, and it's really interesting how we kind of really get to know very quickly what our passion is mm. and it kind of never leaves us. No. And it's no. it's beautiful. It just becomes an anchor and a rock that, um, like a touchstone that we keep coming back to even in times of challenge and change and difficulty. Yeah. So yeah. along with love and passion, um, it takes a tremendous amount of focus and discipline and dedication and cooperation and patience to achieve the level that you did with the um, West Australian Ballet Company. Mm-hmm. So how did you witness these cultivated internal qualities serve you when you received your career-ending back injury? Well, I guess there's a lot of discipline in dance there's there actually is a lot of discipline in dance that's involved and you know I was very lucky to you know to work so hard and follow my passion and 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 be a get a job as a professional ballerina I mean that was the icing on the cake after all the years I'd spent training and boy I remember working so hard to get there Mm. you know really it's it's a hard it's a it's a lot of effort that it takes and um my dad always tells me, he always says, I just don't know how you did it. I remember seeing your feet and they were covered in blisters and then you'd still go and put your point shoes on on top of them. And he always remembers, you know, those things. So it yes. was a very tough road. Um, and I think once I did, you know, sustain this back injury, which I danced with for quite a while, you know, I was in the company dancing with it, but after a while it, it, it eventually started to wear me down and I couldn't dance, you know, I couldn't be at my best with this injury, um, but I guess the tenacity and strength um, and discipline and commitment to to what I was doing, once I had to reframe my, my life, um, you know, that was another whole process, I have to say. I mean, there was so much of me tied up in, in dancing that having to move away from it and, and work towards um, a different uh, career path because that's what it was in the end was very very difficult but that tenacity and that discipline that I have around um, how I maintain my mind um, was always still with me and I think that did actually help you know I'm, I'm a very focused person so having a purpose and fulfilling a passion is important to me um, so you know when I couldn't dance anymore 
um, you know, it's like, well, what am I going to do with this energy? You know, I still have energy. <laughs> yeah. What am I going to do with this energy? Yeah. And my natural inclination for whatever reason was to look at other methods, look, look explore healing, look inside. Um, and I'm not sure why, but I think because a lot of the mainstream things didn't work. So I didn't actually find a lot of relief in mainstream medicine. Okay. For my back. So that kind of pushed me into exploring, uh, you know, alternatives to try and find a, uh, something that worked for my back, you know, something that would, um, yeah. you know, heal the back. So it kind of did turn me inwards. And I, I, th- I guess I was, you know, who I am just happened to be open to looking, you know, I'm quite a um, open kind of person and always wanting to explore new things. And even back in those days, I remember picking up um, uh, Louise Hayes' little blue book, and I was still in the ballet company at the time, and that was just a mind bender. Yes. A little blue book, and you know, I was only twenty three or twenty four at the time, mm-hmm. and I remember opening that up and reading about the back and reading about it, going, "Oh my goodness me, really? Is this how it works? Yeah. You know, something else going on." And it completely switched my thinking. I was so open. Yes. That I kind of just went, "Okay, well, I'll have to explore this." And of course, as my back didn't get better. And I couldn't dance anymore. The natural way was to look and find um, something that would that would help. And the one thing that I did find was uh, shiatsu, which is Japanese um, a Japanese massage form based on Chinese medicine. And that really took me on a journey. You know, that was just fantastic. So it was, I think, having the the tenacity from dance um, and the willingness to kind of you know be disciplined. Really, discipline's a big thing. You have to really want something more, you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, and be prepared to work at something. And so that was already in my mind about, you know, well, I'm not just going to sit down and suffer here, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I really identify with that focus and discipline. I mean, I those are qualities that I kind of um, possess as well and, and – and it just feels that when we kind of possess those qualities, that life kind of brings us these um, changes and upheavals that really um, ask us to fully engage with them in different ways. Because like you, I, um, you know, left what I loved because I couldn't be there anymore with the ministry because um, they asked me to leave because I became too threatening for them. So, um and that was my my love, my passion. It was all that I dreamed of being possible for me at that time. And life had other ideas. And it was my dedication and discipline and focus. And um, I also saw that Grace would kind of leave little crumbs or little, you know, um, jewels of where the next step needed to be and open the pathway and to just kind of be really open to allowing that to be um, made known to you. So from that perspective, looking through the eyes of grace, what would you say were the blessings and the opportunities that your back injury brought to you? Well, I mean, it opened the door to, uh, to looking within really, that would probably be the blessing of it. And it was a hard journey in many ways because, you know, there are, there's, we, you know, we all have wounds from the past and childhood and all those kinds of things. And, look, I came from a beautiful family and I have some good qualities, but there are also uh, deficiencies or blind spots 
and weaknesses that um, were holding me back from really reaching my fullest potential as a human being. I have to say that. And I think the back injury in one way was a reflection of that, you know. I remember going to see a, um, a, a psychic when I, I'd moved to Adelaide um, with my then partner who also wasn't very much used to me in terms of, his, you know, his behaviour towards me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was not in the, the best space, but I remember going to see this man. He goes, uh, you know, you're surrounded by roses, but you hate yourself and you don't deserve to be happy and you don't deserve to be well. That's your thought. That's what's running your life. That's underneath. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my goodness me. So he really helped me he put me in touch with some people to do some inner work to really look at what was causing those patterns and sabotaging it basically was a sabotage pattern um so i guess the whole you know we have things going on we have injuries we have those illnesses or relationship things that come along and they do they're showing us where the weaknesses are so that was a big turnaround and it took me, I'd say, quite a few years to come out of that in terms of realising and getting an experience and knowing um, who I was and, I mean, who I really was and also starting to love and nourish myself in a, in a real way. Um, that was the biggest turnaround. It's like, wow, I don't even know how to, I don't know how to love myself. Yes. What does that mean? Yes. And I think that was the biggest turning point I reached I remember going to a workshop, a seminar, and doing all this wonderful work with a great couple in um, New South Wales and had a long list of things I wanted to work through. And I got to the end of the workshop and I thought, yes, I've ticked off all those boxes. I've looked at that issue. I've looked at that issue. And the last one was love myself and I had no idea how to do it. Uh-huh. And it took me another few years to work that one out. But I think that was the crux of it. It was self-love mm-hmm. that, that turned me around uh inside so you know all that all that journey with the uh you know with the back injury and everything really took me on a journey in a round long roundabout way to get to that place of loving myself and moving forwards in my life from there so that really was an absolute gift it really was a gift yeah and I, i you know when we don't, um, that loving kindness is out of balance because often, you know, we're great givers, but, you know, when we don't have that same um, kindness and love towards ourselves, then life can only reflect back what it is that we truly believe to be true about life and and, um, ourselves in it. And often it's quite painful because we attract those relationships that that, um, are kind of, are mirrors to kind of bring our attention to the the um, the the untruthfulness of it, and also it's not until it became so painful that we want to um, offer ourselves something else and just go, wow, like it. This is really painful, and and um, it's there must be something else available to me because I can give it to others. So what is it in my thinking that doesn't allow me to receive that love and kindness toward this beautiful being that um, is in this in this body as I am right now? So, um, yeah. And so you, you had your journey with um, going into shiatsu and then you um, – put into place the the school in Western Australia mm-hmm. and then you you had this um, event happen with the diagnosis of your second daughter Isabel with um, Rett syndrome 
And once again, life asked you to surrender something that you had deeply um, loved and nourished and put your time and effort into developing and building and creating. And and once again, it you know asked you to kind of um, let go that. And it became the catalyst for the birth of Wu Dao. Can you speak to how that um, was for you and how that um, diagnosis became the catalyst for the birth of Wu Dao? Yes, well, <clears throat> that's another big journey. Um, it was before she was diagnosed, actually. She wasn't actually diagnosed with Rett's syndrome until she was about four, and Wu Dao had been going for a couple of years then. But the symptoms had started when she was about a year old, which is she was having uh, lots of seizures every night, you know, for hours on end. Um, and <clears throat> it was obvious to us that there were some serious problems um, with her development and where she was headed. I mean, we're obviously, we were wrecks. <laughs> mm-hmm. We were emotional and, and, and mental and physical wrecks because we, had a, we were sleep deprived. I can't tell you how bad the sleep deprivation was at that time. You know, people talk about getting up for babies during the night and missing out on some sleep in a few hours. But we were up all night, every night for months and months on end because she'd be fitting. So we were having to, you know, help her with medication or take her to the hospital or just stay up all night with her. So it was mm-hmm. absolutely horrendous. Um, but what actually happened for me was I reached a point because it was so intense um, that I just really had to question my ability to to maintain the shiatsu school. I must say, my attachment to the shiatsu school was not the same attachment that I had to 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 dancing professionally. Um, you know, I loved doing the shiatsu. It was definitely you know something I was good at, um, something I enjoyed doing. You know, I love it's a fantastic modality. I absolutely adored it. But you know, when it came to the crunch, if it was a choice between my children. Um, and being there fully for, for my daughters or, you know, running the school, it was an easy choice to make. You know, my children came first in that regard. So I thought, well, I'm going to have to um, I'm gonna have to sell this Yatsu school. I'm not going to be able to um, keep this up. So I actually, I, I remember going to bed one night and I woke up and I went, Ted will buy it. And Ted was one of my students. It was literally given to me that he was the man. Right. I didn't even, hadn't had any thought about it. So I approached him and he, he, he decided to, to buy it and we handed it over. But there were a lot of things going on at that time. So if you can imagine how much emotional turmoil and stress we were under. Mm. Um, there was a few things that happened. One of the biggest things that happened that I can remember Again, you know, going to bed and I was just so distraught and upset and just wondering what, you know, saying no in, with every cell in my being to mm-hmm. what was coming towards us with Belle, thinking, oh, my goodness, we're going to have a disabled child. She's not going to be able to do anything. This is just terrible. Mm-hmm. This is terrible. What am I going to do? And every cell of my being was resisting. Mm-hmm. Every cell of my being was saying, no, please. And I was in pain mm-hmm. at every level. Mm-hmm. with that and I remember one night going to bed and I'd probably been up all night and was completely exhausted as well and I just cried and I cried and I cried and then I just thought I've got to stop this I'm going to have to do something else and I just breathed I just you know I've done some breath work before and I can always come back to my breath 
but for some reason I hadn't done it up till then really. Mm -hmm. And I really had this big breath with myself and I just surrendered. Mm. And I remember breathing for a few hours and I just kept breathing and opening to what was coming towards us. And that was probably the turnaround in terms of something with inside me. It's, it's, you know, it was not an easy journey, the whole lot of it. However, something switched and I just said, I have to, if I don't open to this, if I don't accept this, then my life, this is not going to work. You know, mm -hmm. I'm going to get sick. Mm -hmm. um, so there was a turnaround in terms of how I approached my life and how I approached this situation. And it was a constant. This is this is not something that just happens once and it goes away. It's always a constant process of, of opening and surrendering. But I got that lesson in a big way that night. And that was kind of at the, about the same time that that was happening. You know, I'd sold the school um, and there was this gap. So I was, I was at home. I was being a mum. I was... You know, I didn't have a business, so I was just looking after my children and looking, you know, doing doing that that work, which at that time was quite difficult. But I'm a very creative person, so it wasn't really very long before lots of ideas started flooding in um, around dance and around how to use because I love to dance. Um, you know, about how to use dance in a in a therapeutic fashion. So I kind of uh, set myself a, some time to go into the studio every week and just play with it. So every week I'd just go into the Shiatsu school, which where I was still teaching even though I wasn't running the school, and I would uh, put some music on and just work with the meridians where I knew where the meridians and the energy flowed. Um, and the, I, the whole Chinese medicine system connects uh, the organs uh, with the energy flow to the different elements. So I was just playing with that and it was quite a, you know, it was a process that took a few months but I eventually created these dances um, that worked with the different with, with the different elements and it was a really amazingly nurturing process for me because every time I went into the dance studio, I was going there to nourish myself and to keep myself sane through this, through this experience that I was going through which was ongoing, you know, it was ongoing. So it was the one place. It was like I was really blessed by spirit um, during those times in the studio. It was a very nourishing time. <laughs> and I had lots of ideas come through about what to do and how to do it. In fact, the whole, when Wu Dao came in, it, it came, it was a bit like a download. I don't really like to... I, I, it's a funny thing because it was a creative process as well. I was actually creating the movements. I was thinking them up and finding the right music and doing all that. But at the same time, it felt like I was connected to something else and information was just pouring through. I mean, I wrote the book um, after I created the dances, but literally in a couple of weeks, I just it just all fell out of my mouth and onto the page. <laughs> and I read it now. You know, the book is 15 years old. I wrote it 15 years ago. And I read it and I go, wow, that was really good. How did I write that? You know, so it was, there was definitely guidance going on. And I felt like there was, you know, I was in the space where something was opened up, probably because of the experiences that I was going through. And I was just able to, I just happened to be able to tap into it. Um, and, you know, Wu Dao poured forth. And it really was, a way for me to uh, heal myself, really. It really was an embodied journey 
um, and a way to use dance to move through all the experience of experiences of life you okay. know, without, without running away. Okay, lovelies. It's time to take a short break. This is Sandy Goldstone and my guest is Michelle Locke and you are listening to Sounds of the Heart with Sandy Goldstone on the Voice America 7th Wave channel. Stay tuned and we'll be back. The Voice America 7th Wave channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. We are all searching for a deeper meaning in life. The possibility exists to create our life from the perspective of our true divine nature, where the experience of joy, love, abundance, freedom, and peace is our birthright. On the inner frontier, host Darlene Green presents a new topic every week with a high-frequency conversation to support a gentle revealing of the divine that is unique to you. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel for The Inner Frontier. Being Here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss Being Here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane, right here on the 7th Wave Network. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to The Sounds of the Heart. To find out more about our program, visit Sandy's website at soundsoftheheart.com.au. Again, that's soundsoftheheart.com.au. Now, back to Sounds of the Heart with Sandy Goldstone. And we are back, lovelies, with Sounds of the Heart on the 7th Wave channel of Voice America. And I am your host, Sandy Goldstone, talking with my beautiful guest, Michelle Locke. So, Michelle, you were talking about how the act of surrender opened up you to kind of be in a place and space which really allowed divine inspiration to kind of meet your being and to show you how to nurture and nourish and sustain um, your body multidimensionally while you were dealing with these, um, you know, daily challenges and just being stretched in in ways which I just can't imagine what that would be like. And um, so can you share how Wu Dao has continued to evolve so that it has now become like a complete system for healing and how the five elements um, tie into that um, complete system for healing? Sure, I certainly can. Okay, so so... I'll just quickly say that the, the, when Wu Dao started coming in, um, one of the things, I mean, it was my own personal journey, but it was also receiving this guidance, I guess, from another source or somewhere deep inside me that I had no connection with before, um, whichever way you want to say it. Um, and the what they were saying to me was, this is a path, this is a way 
to help people get connected to the earth and into their bodies so they can be living on purpose. And what they said was there instead of, you know, when you know most uh, paths of self-realization or enlightenment, we, they seem to be more connected to the mind. So people leave their bodies down here and they go and sit on a mountain somewhere and they leave their bodies and they hang around in the spirit dimension. You know, mm-hmm. So they, they leave their bodies, they meditate. Mm-hmm. But they were saying, no, this is what your, your journey is about getting to the earth, you know, coming into the earth and embracing everything that's coming with, with the whole life journey and healing those uh, aspects of the self that are, that are not in tune with the life force. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was, they, they showed me like it was down. It was like stepping down a ladder from the top, uh, from, from, the, from high down into the earth stepping down and then being able to walk forward, so having access to your fullest potential and your your energy, all your energy available to you. Because what they were showing me is that energy gets stuck in various parts of our lives. And they showed me that the journey starts with, uh, well, you know, with our conception really. Mm-hmm. So as soon as we are entering the body of our birth mother, um, often people will hold on to all kinds of things around that, depending on whether their journey was smooth or they wanted to be here or not. There's a whole lot of things that can happen. But when we when we have fear or anger or any resistance to the part of the life journey that we're in, we create a blockage to energy. We reduce our access to the energy because energy is flowing through us, but it's also already within us. That is who we are. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we're directly connected to the energy. So as soon as we res- as soon as we hold back um, or resist that process, it may be through no fault of our own. It's the environment that we're suddenly placed in. We have a lack of energy available to us. So there's like blockages mm-hmm. that, get, that, that get created in the body and the mind. Um, and this, so if you can imagine that we come through, we come into conception, we come through into the body, we have our birth and other great uh, possibilities for experiences that create patterns that limit our energy. Um, Also, all the way through childhood, there are many things that happen there and it continues on. Um, But those three ones are the biggest one. But they said we have to move through, we have to heal these blockages because they're not the truth. No. They're not the truth of who we are. You know, we are a beautiful, amazing being of energy and life and light Mm -hmm. and love and we can deal with this, you know, but we have to surrender. So the whole system of Chinese medicine is a, is a beautiful way of, of looking at um, our connection to the natural environment and working with the energy. So what, what they talk about is that, you know, we're a microcosm of the macrocosm. So everything that's contained um, in our bodies and who we are, we're just a little version of the big version, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Mm-hmm. So our organs, uh, the elements, they talk about the elements of, uh, they talk about metal, we call it air and we down. Um, that's for it because it's working with the with the breath. Um, wood, uh, um, water, fire and earth, all those elements make up our bodies and they make up the entire universe, the same, and the earth, the same elements make up, uh, you know, our earth. So... And that happens naturally. So they're just the qualities of the life force energy. So if you can imagine that life force energy has many qualities and dimensions, 
It's all within us. So all we really need to do is harmonise ourselves with the, with the way that the energy naturally wants to flow. So what the Taoists and the Chinese medicine amazing, you know, people did, the sages, is they looked out into the world and they said, look at how nature does things. Mm-hmm. Nature knows how to do stuff. Mm-hmm. Nature grows, the trees grow, the leaves drop off, um, the animals, live in, they live in harmony. Um, you know, things go on and, and there's a harmony about and a balance in the natural environment. And because we're part of that, we can also be in harmony with the environment and harmony with ourselves. So it's about attuning yourself. And that's, it's the energy that does it. The energy is already there. We just don't think we are the energy. We're not connected to it. So Wudao really is a way to connect and remember who you are and your connection to the energy and let the energy do the stuff in your body. Life force knows when things need to be let go of. You, you, you take your breath in, you let it go. You don't have to work that out. Um, life force knows that you can't hold on to uh, waste products in your body. It does that for you. You know, your body's working <laughs> completely. So, but that system can get out of balance, can't it? It's pretty easy to, for that system to get out of balance. People can get constipation. They won't let go. Yes. Um, they have problems with their breath. They can't breathe. They get asthma or, um, you know, all kinds of things that can go on there. And that's because there's an imbalance in that system that's created from somewhere. Now, it could be an environmental uh, it could be something coming in from the outside and uh, an exposure to an, an environmental toxin, for example. But it could also be the being's uh, resistance or inability to flow with that natural energy in the body. So, for example, if I just talk about uh, one element, the air element. Now, the air element is the one that works with the lungs and the large intestine, okay? And the whole energy, the whole way this energy works in the body is that it has a descending quality so you take you take your breath in you take everything moves down and out okay down and out and in nature you see that um all the time um it relates to the season of autumn in in the uh in the life cycle and how the energies work and at that time you know it's a descending quality all the leaves drop off the tree and fall to the earth everything starts to move down and get closer to the earth because it's a time of getting ready for winter okay so that is happening in our bodies all the time that energy is working all the time to help us to release to to let go of the things that uh we don't need that 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 are finished Okay, so if we have an experience of wanting to hold on to something um, or we're not wanting to let go of an experience or something we've been through or it could be absolutely anything, um, then we will create an imbalance in that energy in our bodies and then that will manifest in a disease process. Does that make sense? Makes perfect sense. And I remember yeah. when I was um, attending your classes and I wasn't so well at that time that it would and I was in high levels of pain that just being in those gentle processes and just that that balancing and harmonising and just to be in that place of flow that, mm. you know, just to allow whatever needed to be met in that place of flow and not be in that place of resistance, mm. that it would just kind of bring 
a level of um, rest and peace and a natural harmonizing. There wasn't anything that I needed to do, Mm. but just to kind of be in that place of relaxed flow and surrender and Mm. let that life force to come in and just to do that um, rebalancing and harmonizing. And and it was just a, a joyous ease, really, a joyous ease. Yeah. So um, it, it sounds like that the practice of Wu Dao really has the great ability to help us to relax and trust, to flow harmoniously with life's currents of change instead of struggling and swimming against them. And mm-hmm. we're surrounded by so much uncertainty right now and instability and systems are no longer working and it's really clear that they're not working and there there needs to be a real shift in our thinking, how we see ourselves, how we relate with each other and um, with the earth and how we need to see ourselves as part of, not um, the pinnacle of everything and to come back into that place of humility mm-hmm. and um, surrender and balance and harmony with all of life. Mm-hmm. So how have you um, noticed um, how Wu Dao has enabled you to um, deal with relationship challenges or grief and loss or so <coughs> financial instability because there's also a lot of that currently so how could Wu Dao kind of allow us to kind of relax and just to really trust that harmonious flow with life okay well you know Wu Dao for me it is my spiritual practice when I go to teach um, you know when I go to teach my classes that is the place um, where I process and move through what's going on in my life right Right then and there, where I, where I, you know, I use it. I, you know, I use the the dance classes to bring myself back to remembering who I am in the middle of that. So it doesn't matter what's going on in my life, what's going on in the world. There's a point where I get when I'm dancing, and I go, yes, everything is okay, everything is fine. I am fine. I get to that place, and so the people that keep coming to class. Um, and the reason is because when we're doing the dances, we're actually working through a process of uh, in a beautiful dancing way. So the dance itself, <clears throat> all you have to do is do them. You don't actually have to think about anything. And because dance and music, is, they're powerful healers just by themselves and they allow you to step out of your normal world uh, to forget. You, you leave the normal world behind. It doesn't really matter what kind of dancing you're doing. Um, but we dance a specific kind of dance. You know, the music is quite... Uh, beautiful. It's very flowing. Mm. Uh, it's very, uh, you know, it's stunning music. It's not like just meditation music that has no particular sound. It's uh, it's got a, a, you know beautiful strong melodies and beats, and they're all designed in a <clears throat> specific way to stimulate uh, the quality of the element that we're working with. Because as I explained before, you know, there's five elements, and all the elements have a different purpose in your body. So, for example, the wood element. Uh, works with the liver and the gallbladder energy in the body. And the liver and the gallbladder, their whole purpose is to make sure that the chi, 
which is the life force energy, and the blood are flowing correctly and smoothly through your body. So that's the whole purpose of the dance. So when you're doing the dance, you're stretching out, you're unblocking all the spots in your body where the energy is held and tight, um, especially with any areas where there's um, pain, and you're working with specific areas of the body where the chi normally flows through those uh, particular channels. We call them meridians. Um, So we're working with this whole system of bringing back into balance that natural flow through all the organs and through the whole body while you're doing the dances. And at the same time, we're embodying the qualities of how life naturally flows. So all the elements have a different quality about them. The air is about it, it, the qualities, it, the, the, the movement of energy is, you know, it's all about letting go. Um, where the wood is more about increasing and unblocking the areas where the flow isn't there. Um, the earth element is about stillness. It's about coming to a place of stillness and really coming to a place of knowing yourself as the as the energy flows with you. Um, so that's kind of how it, it works. And now I've forgotten the beginning of your question. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Everything's perfect. It's it's showing um, how we can use it to um, have greater trust and flow harmoniously with life's currents of of change instead of struggling and swimming again. Oh yes. Them. Oh yes. I have a good answer for that. Well, you know, when I when I first received all the the teachings of Wu Dao, you know, the the final the earth element is really what Wu Dao is, is is all about, and where I got the biggest teaching, as I explained earlier, about coming into that place of trust and accepting everything that was coming my way, because you know I was faced with this terrible situation, and I wanted to say no, and the teaching of the earth element was that everything that life is presenting you with, you, it's your choice, but you can choose to see it as a gift. You can choose to see this as an opportunity, but you have to receive it. It's And so the, the quality that we work with in the earth dance is gratitude and acceptance. But to have gratitude and acceptance, you have to trust. So it's really coming home to earth and knowing that the earth, that life, loves you, is always beneath your feet, supporting you. And Wudao brings us to that space of knowing that. That was the biggest teaching that I got at that time was coming into that knowing and a real deep experience of that I was loved, that life loves me, and that regardless of what was going on on the outside, that is the truth. And I can work with this because life is with me. Life is always with me and it's not about turning a situation completely around and making it into something, uh, you know, it's not about not dealing with things. Mm -hmm. It's about embracing things and moving through with everything and letting letting life take its course but it's not about not being responsible either. The responsibility is saying I open myself to this, I receive everything that's coming my way and I can work with this. It's trust. So there's not. it's not run on fear. It's not run on worry. And it's not run on having to fix something up either. <clears throat> um, it's about working with what is in your, right in your presence, in your experience. And then letting life, letting the energy kind of work with you so that the things flow out from that. <clears throat> and I can honestly say that the, the experience of 
creating WeDAO and where it took me in the very early days uh, was that I was completely run by the energy. You know, it was a massive uh, input of energy and it literally, I just handed myself over and I said, well, you know, if you this seems to be working. If you think it's a good thing, well, you know, you have to do it because look at what I put on my plate. There's no way I can make, I can't do anything here. <clears throat> I've got too much on my plate. So if you, if this is meant to come into the world, then you'll have to make it happen. And I tell you what, I can't even tell you what happened in those first few years. You know, I, I someone asked to do an article in the paper. I went from one class to seven in four weeks. I had to start training other people really quickly. I was touring all over Australia in the first couple of years. I was in Kerry Ann Kenley. I was, you know, all this stuff was happening without me hardly lifting a finger. Um, that's slowed down since then in that kind of way, but I have other lessons now. <laughs> um, um, but, you know, in those early days, it was just it was just wild and I really didn't do anything. The energy was so strongly running it for me. Um, yeah. And, yes, and it's beautiful how grace kind of rises up to support us in that way and all it needs is a, is a willing vessel to be able to move yeah. in and through and animate and to bring forth what it's wanting to use our soul to um, birth for the greater good of all. And it's, it's really um, a beautiful reminder that it is our point of choice whether we decide to um, live in heaven or hell, and um, yes. and then how we how we then um, kind of communicate that um, with others and share that with others and that energy. So yes. that place of trust and surrender mm. and gratitude, gratitude. Yes. It's like wow, like. Yeah. I never saw the blessing or the gift or the opportunity that was going to arise within this and the infinite possibility that becomes available within gratitude, that the space just kind of really expands and opens up. And it's like you can see with, you know, X-ray vision as to what's possible and and it's like you get to see all the the wisdom and the the intelligence that arises within that space that yeah. wants to meet us in that moment and go, come on, let's come and play in the quantum field of all that is and let's see what we can make together. Yeah. And yeah. and bring forth and, and share um, for the greater good. And it's just lovely to be in that place of play. And that's what I love so much about Wudao. It's mm. just this, this um it's it's playful. It's playful mm-hmm. getting yes. to experience yourself and your you know the body moves and you really realize that um, life is just um, animating the body. That mm. if you just relax and surrender, then then what needs to happen happens and and um, yeah, you can just have that absolute love and trust in life and the love and light that is within you and. And this being that you are that is just so glorious and wonderful and miraculous in its creation. So, Michelle, would you like to share with the listeners um, how our listeners can contact you and where could they find a class and how would someone go about becoming a Wudao dance instructor? Sure. Um, you know, well, we've got our website, which is at wudowdance.com, and I'll just quickly spell that for you, for your listeners. Um, but wudow is spelt W-U-T-A-O dance.com. So W-U-T-A-O 
dance.com is our is our website. Um, we also have lots of little off-site websites because we have teachers all over the world. Um, at the moment, we have uh, teachers who are practicing and facilitating workshops and classes in in New York, uh, Colorado. Germany. We've got about five teachers in Germany at the moment. We're just opening into Singapore, um, Scotland, the UK, um, New Zealand, of course. So if you go to the website, you'll find, um, you know, where there are teachers available for classes and workshops. Um, and yeah, if, and if you're interested in doing something like this, I mean, there are two real things that you need to become a Wudao teacher and that is one, you need to love to dance because, you know, it's nice if um, it's it's not like yoga, it's not still like yoga, it doesn't have that, you, you are doing it to music. So a love of dance is, is really important. And two, just that you love sharing and creating community because, um, you know, our teachers when they run classes, they do become... Uh, are little communities. We have little communities going on all over the place where people come to class and then, you know, they go out for coffee afterwards, they go out for lunch, and these communities have been running, they're still going 15 years later. So I know my classes, you know, they're, they're very tight-knit groups of people, but they're also very open. We always have new people coming and joining us and expanding the group. Um, they're absolutely beautiful. And if you're interested in doing the, the, the training again, all the information is at the website, and you know it's a, it's a wonderful course. It's a it's a course that will transform you from the inside out. And when it spits you out at the other end, you'll you'll be able to share Wudao in your community in the way that you would like to, and have this beautiful spiritual practice that will never ever leave you. Okay, thank you, Michelle. Well, it's time for us to wrap up for today. So it's been a sweet and delightful encounter with you all today, lovelies. <laughs> As we have learnt from Michelle that there is always a natural order and flow to life, even in times where uncertainty, loss and upheaval are great. And what wooed out is a beautiful way to demonstrate that dance of balance while keeping us deeply grounded and connected to the creative wisdom and intelligence of the silent stillness within our hearts. Next week, it's all about celebrating I am joy and really seeing and feeling that it is part of our true divine human nature and what new ways of being are possible for us when we relate and create from that place. Until our hearts join together as one, this time next week, I send you much love and blessings from my heart to yours and may your week be overflowing with love, joy and peace as we radiate out from our hearts that loving light once more. As we breathe in and we breathe out, receiving all the beautiful gifts and the wisdoms and the insights that we have received. Breathing in and out that love and light. Reminding us all that all is well. Peace we are, joy we are, love we are now, always. I love you. 
Thank you for being with me today. Blessings. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Sounds of the Heart. Sandy Goldstone invites you to join her again next Tuesday at 5 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Connect to your own divine nature in the coming week and explore within.